for the YSFTX podcast. This is your host, Ezra Siddiqui. As a reminder, YSFTX is my platform to inform the South Asian community about Texas and national politics. You can find us on all forms of social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our handle is at YSFTX. You can check out our website, www.yseptx.com. You can listen to our podcast segments on Google, Stitcher, iTunes, and tune in. And last but not least, you can listen to our segments on Coffee Mornings with Aisha on Mondays. Remember, everyone, get educated, get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. All right, folks, I wanted to wish a very happy Raksha Bandhan to all my listeners, to all those celebrating. Um, that was um, celebrated yesterday and is in festival that celebrates the love between brothers and sisters. And another very important day um, was Women's Equality Day, and that also happened yesterday. And it is the anniversary of the passage of the 19th Amendment when women won the right to vote. Again, this was only white women. The right for colored women um, to vote happened later. And I wanted to say a few things about it. Uh, While women's rights have come a long, long way, I still feel that we have a long ways to go, especially here in America. And I just kind of wanted to talk about some of the situations I have personally faced um, that I feel as a female, that I feel that maybe my um, male friends do not have to face. So, you know, one of them is definitely being paid the same wage as my male counterparts. Um, Another situation I have constantly faced is being um, talked over during meetings as if my opinion or my voice is not of worth. Um, I've been asked several times when I'm having kids and um, as if it's the only proper way for me to be a fulfilled female. And I don't think that's always the case. I think it's... um, interesting that there are many people that like to make their comments of whether a girl is dressed in something that's too short, showing too much skin, or covering up too much, or wearing the hijab. I'm not sure where these people feel that their opinion is um, necessary, but I feel like women's uh, clothing has always been a subject of debate for God knows how long. Then there are those who uh, tell women, such as myself, that there's no need to have a career for the simple reason that your husband will take care of you. I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm doing it because I enjoy doing it, and I'm sure many other females feel the same way or they have their own reasons for it. Um, While many women are very um, proud of their husband's careers, uh, several times people ask how their husband's work or career is doing, and they completely ignore the wife, um, maybe automatically assuming they don't work or thinking that maybe their full-time job of motherhood isn't worthy of um, being questioned or to be discussed. That's not fair. Then there are those um, that feel that women who are opinionated and um, outspoken are very shrill. Maybe their opinions don't count. I just want to state that if that's how you want to feel about females, make sure you hold men to the same standard when they want to voice their opinions. Another topic that really impacts the South Asian culture, they are told that their husband's family um, is now of more priority than their own family. And I um, disagree with this, and I'm sure many females do, that you know their parents and their families should deserve the same amount of respect as their husband's family and um, parents. Um, there are those that talk down to women whom they deem as just as a house mom, that they're not of importance when, when they don't realize that motherhood is the toughest job in the world. 
And then, of course, there are those millions of girls around the globe that are deemed not worthy enough to invest in an education. And I would like to state that that is completely wrong, the worst way to look at things, and that every single boy and girl is worthy of an education. And so... Those are some of the situations I have personally faced. I know many other women have also faced as well. And so I wanted to highlight them for Women's Equality Day because, again, many of these situations a man does not have to deal with. And those are the things that I wanted to highlight to showcase that why we still have so much further to go because we should not be holding women and men on different standards. And so I hope you all will take this into account that, you know, sometimes we all have certain things ingrained within us uh, to think a certain way. And sometimes it's difficult to step out the box or sometimes we're completely oblivious and unaware as to how others feel and deal with certain situations. And so I wanted to highlight that so that we are all more aware and we are more conscientious of how women are treated because we have all got a lot of work to do. So I hope you all will take um, some of those some of my thoughts into account. And again, this Women's Equality Day was yesterday. So to all my fellow females, happy Women's Equality Day. All right, folks, uh, let's move on to the segment. You know, the past two weeks we had covered the Texas Democrat and Republican Party's platforms with regards to education and health care. Another big topic that really concerns the South Asian population is immigration. Um, and again, I want to state that we are getting this information from their websites, which um, displays their platform. And of course, not all um, candidates running for office completely agree with their um, respective parties' platforms. This is why it's important for you to understand what their platforms are so that when you do meet with these candidates, you have questions to ask how they feel about some of these issues. different platforms for the Texas Republican and Texas Democrats um, with regards to immigration, I wanted to discuss the issues um, that have been impacting Texas and the South Asian community. So I'm not sure if you all knew this, but the Sikh community, um, there are certain Sikhs that have come from India that are claiming asylum, and they have come into New Mexico. There are some also in Texas, in El Paso, and they're currently being detained. Um, because as you all may have heard what happened to many of the kids um, that were crossing the border, they were being separated from their parents, right? So they have had a very no, very strict policy across the board, regardless of who is entering into this country and stating that even if you're claiming asylum, um, that does not mean that you will, you know, be able to claim asylum and then go be welcome into this country. They are all being detained at this moment. So that's one thing to note. Um, another very important issue is that there are very, very many South Asians who came in on the HB1 visa. And um, then it was granted that spouses were allowed to work, um, you know, those that came with their um, spouses under the HB1, HB1B visa. And so what that visa is, it allows foreign workers to live and work in the U.S. for up to six years. It essentially attempts to fill the severe skill gaps that are plaguing um, our country. And just to let you know that in the financial year of 2017, nearly 76% of, of 
all the H-1B petitions that were approved by the U.S. government went to workers from India. So this is making a huge, huge impact and to the South Asian community. So this, this could be very detrimental for our community. Um, another big important topic is that while no South Asian country is on Trump's travel ban list, many Muslim Americans are facing more scrutiny when it comes to the airports or anything revolving um, national security. Um, you may have heard that you know DACA was repealed by President Trump. And while we are focusing on state issues, that would still severely impact what's happening in our state. And undocumented South Asians in the U.S. are most among the most likely to suffer from this proposed DACA repeal. Um, according to a South Asian civil rights and advocacy group called SALT, over 7,000 Indians have already received relief under DACA. An additional estimated 17,000 individuals from India are eligible for DACA, placing India in the top 10 countries for DACA eligibility. Um, not only, you know, is India being impacted, but all of the South Asian um, subcontinent, those that have come to America, they're all being impacted. You may have recalled that we had a previous interview with a lady named Saba Nafis, who is, um, immigrated to the States from Pakistan, and she was also under DACA. And... Um, and we learned more about her story and how it was impacting her. So this definitely impacts the South Asian community. So with regards to all of those issues that are happening, um, that are impacting the South Asian community, there's of course on the national scale, we have, you know, President Trump wanting to build the border wall. We've had, you know, currently still children are still separated from their parents on the Texas-Mexico border. And there are many other immigration issues. We still face a very broken immigration system. So what do we want to do? We want to learn more about how these Texas Democrats and Republicans are intending to fix the system and what they intend to do about it. So let's start with the Texas Democrats. Again, they strongly oppose the Trump administration's policy of using children um, and separating children from their parents. Um, they also oppose um, President Trump's policy to no longer recognize asylum claims for refugees fleeing um, gang violence or domestic violence. And while they do believe in protecting the border, they do want to treat asylum seekers humanely. They state that they strongly oppose any type of ban based on religious affiliation or country of origin. I'm assuming this is kind of their... Uh, point of topic against uh, President Trump's uh, travel ban. They also oppose building a border wall. Um, they support DACA and its expansion. Um, they don't like the way that the Trump administration wants to end DACA. And um, they support the 14th Amendment provision of the U.S. Constitution, which makes all persons born in this country um, citizens. They support strict enforcement and appropriate punishment against those who exploit undocumented workers rather than targeting the workers themselves. So in essence, they're saying those companies and businesses that hire undocumented workers, they're the ones that would be punished more so than just rounding up and arresting and detaining the undocumented workers. And uh, another thing that they very much oppose is Senate Bill 4, which is deemed the Show Me Your Papers law. Um, I have discussed this before. It was a piece of legislation that passed last year in the Texas legislature, essentially stating that a police officer can pull you over with probable cause and ask you um, to show your citizenship forms. And many in the Hispanic caucus and many minorities felt that this was 
um, very discriminatory. And so they stated, um, they very much fought against it. And so they said it was essentially like, show me your papers, show, show the papers that um, prove that you're a citizen or that you belong in this country. And they felt that minorities would severely be targeted. That is overall the Democratic uh, Party's platform with regards to immigration. And now let's move on to the Texas Republican platform. So I'm going to say this word for word from their website. Um, Texas Republicans support an aggressive war on terrorism, including radical Islamic terrorists, which consists of cooperating with our allies and sanctioning nations that sponsor terrorists. They support the reasonable use of profiling, the prosecution of national security breaches, and the revision of laws or executive orders that erode our liberties. They call on the federal government to designate the Muslim Brotherhood a foreign terrorist organization and call on governmental agencies to avoid and suspend all activities with all radical Islamic organizations, such as the Council on American Islamic Relations, which is also known as CARE. As you can see um, from their platform in this language, they are. It seems that they are very much singling out um, Muslims in this. I don't see um, other um, religions or perhaps nationalities being called out um, within their platform. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, moving on to some of the other topics on their um, on their platform. They also, um, not also, they call for the abolition of the refugee resettlement program. And they also believe that any form of amnesty with regard to immigration policy should not be granted, including the granting of legal status to persons in the country illegally. They also believe that the U.S. Congress should pass a constitutional amendment that defines citizenship as those born to a citizen of the United States or through naturalization. I'm assuming that from this point, they are discussing those um, undocumented immigrants that may cross the border and um, their child is born in America and that child becomes a citizen. And then that's kind of where the situation um, of those, you know, the situation of parents and children being separated from each other because a child being born in the United States um, is a citizen is allowed to stay here while their parent could potentially be deported. Uh, moving on, they expect both the Texas legislature and Congress to prioritize allocating funds to secure the border by whatever means necessary, including but not limited to a border wall. The Texas Republicans believe that no tax dollars should be provided for social or educational programs for illegal aliens. All existing laws providing for in-state tuition and non-emergency medical care shall be rescinded. All non-verifiable foreign-issued ID cards shall be legally invalid in the United States. So, um, as you all may know, uh, Rick Perry, when he was governor, who was a Republican, had allowed for the DREAM Act. This was a Texas-based DREAM Act and it essentially gave undocumented immigrants, uh, students, the right to in-state tuition. And until recently, um, it became controversial within the Republican Party. It did pass with bipartisan support. So I believe that this uh, point of contention is something that now the Republican Party is stating that it should be repealed and not be allowed. Um, all right, so last couple things. Um, 
They believe that a Texas driver's license should now include whether a driver is a U.S. citizen or not, and they demand that state and federal law enforcement officers enforce the immigration laws. And so they implement an entry and exit tracking system for visa holders. They expedite hearings on both violent and nonviolent illegal immigrants and visa overstays, and they do not want chain migration anymore. And the diversity visa laws lottery system should also be eliminated. Um, they believe that legal immigration, the legal immigration system should be strictly merit-based and the total number of new immigrants should be limited to a level that facilitates assimilation. All right, everyone, that has given you all a very broad view of um, the Texas Democrat and Republican platforms. Again, you can find this on their website. We have essentially taken the information from their website. Some of them I've repeated to you word for word um, so that you can understand where the parties are coming from. And I've also discussed some of the issues that are really impacting the South Asian and DC community um, and what these two parties plan to do about it. So just giving a brief analysis, it doesn't seem like either party is really discussing about the H-1B visa situation. Um, and that probably is for the reason is maybe South Asians, we're not being loud enough in discussing these issues um, to both political parties. And maybe that's something that we need to start bringing up to them. Well, it seems that uh, the Democratic Party is, you know, talking about DACA, not wanting to repeal it, that uh, they don't believe in President Trump's travel ban. They want to give those people that are seeking asylum um, in the United States an opportunity to be able to come into this country. And, and it seems like for the Republican Party, they are very much on a platform um, having a much stricter immigration platform. And then, you know, we see that uh, the Texas Republican Party platform is showing that they are okay with um, the border wall or fence along the lines of what President Trump wants to build as he promised in his uh, presidential campaign. So, Again, these are things to keep in mind. Please also note that not every Republican and not every Democrat falls along this exact platform. Again, make sure you talk to them, ask them these questions of how they feel that this is what your party put on their platform. Is this what you agree with? What are, what are the similarities and differences between that? All right, folks, so now that you've learned about the immigration platforms, I hope you all will take this information into account when you are speaking to the candidates running for office. I hope you all will be more motivated uh, to vote because you are more understanding of what the issues are. Remember, for Texas, the deadline to register to vote is October 9th, 2018, and election day is November 6, 2018. It's literally not that far away. It is about two months away. And I know that many of y'all have been um, hearing about some of the polls that have been going out that certain races are exceptionally close. I just want to remind you that um, polls, those numbers mean nothing if you don't vote. So do not have your faith in the polls that, oh, so-and-so is going to win because the polls say so. The polls said a lot of different things in 2016 and things turned out otherwise, especially to the detriment of our community. So please make sure that you do not put your faith in the polls, put the faith in your vote and your ability to make change with the power of your vote. All right, folks, that's our segment for today. And don't forget, get educated, get wiser, start giving a hoot until next time.